I'm Alicia Bingham, and this is Proactive Thoughts, Episode 18, The 50-50 Concept. Did you know that you can live the life you want simply by being proactive with your thoughts? My name is Alicia Bingham. I'm a life coach, a mental health advocate, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you come with me, I can show you how. Hey there, everyone. How's it going? Any of you have snow yet? It's been getting pretty cold here lately. We got our first light brush with snow this past week, and the kids couldn't be more excited. There's like a skiff of snow on the grass, but they're all geared up in their snow pants and coats, hats, and gloves, building tiny snowmen in the yard and throwing little skiffs of snow or mini snowballs everywhere with the neighbor kids, just as happy as if it were a foot of snow. So... Last week, I talked about feelings and what creates them, but there's another topic that goes right along with it that I didn't get a chance to cover yet, and that's the 50-50 concept. I teach this to my clients when we talk about emotions because most people tend to think the goal in life is to feel good. They just want to feel better. They want to be happy. I'm right there with them a lot of the time. I still find myself reverting back to this thought that I want to be happy or feel better, The reality is that life is supposed to be 50-50. We're supposed to feel bad half the time and good half the time. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, this concept is a truth that we're taught repeatedly. In 2 Nephi 2, verse 11, the prophet Lehi is talking to his son and says, It must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. There must be opposition. We have to feel the bad to feel the good. Without the negative, we won't be able to comprehend the positive. As my coach Brooke Castillo says, we would be like fish in the sea. No opinions, no knowledge of happiness or sadness, just swimming around, surviving. We talk about this concept when we're learning about Adam and Eve as well. They were in the Garden of Eden and didn't know good from evil. The tree of life was in opposition to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If they had not partaken of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the scripture says... They would have remained in a state of innocence, having no joy, for they knew no misery, doing no good, for they knew no sin. That's in 2 Nephi chapter 2 as well. Now, there needs to be both in order for it to exist at all. We wouldn't be able to understand what happiness feels like if we didn't know what sadness or depression feels like. Life is supposed to be 50-50. Half the time we're supposed to feel good and half the time we're supposed to feel bad. We are. We're supposed to feel bad, at least half the time. Yet, most of us think or wish we could change that balance and be happy 100% of the time. Wouldn't that be nice? We just avoid and resist feeling any negative feelings whatsoever, striving always to feel good. And part of the reason we came to Earth was to experience these feelings, the good and the bad. Feelings are supposed to be felt, not avoided or resisted. When we layer resistance and avoidance on top of feeling crummy, we actually make the negative half much worse. We make it bigger while the positive side stays the same size. Now, to really understand feelings, we need to back up a minute. There's a lot going on inside our bodies. Bones, ligaments, muscles, organs, they all work together to help our bodies move and work properly. We have tiny cells, DNA, and a vast amount of chemicals flitting to and fro as they undertake tasks to help keep everything functioning properly. Now, all of this happens seamlessly for the most part, without conscious thought. 
Some of these chemicals are responsible for our feelings and sensations. Sensations are anything that happens in the body and travels to the mind. For example, you stub your toe and the toe sends a pain signal to your brain to let you know to take care. Any physical sensations such as pain, hot, or cold, they all begin in the body and travel to the mind. Feelings are the opposite. They begin in the mind and travel to the body as chemicals are released, causing a vibration in the body. When we feel angry, it's because of something we're thinking. Then our body reacts to that thought. It may cause our heart rate to increase, our palms to get sweaty, a heaviness in the chest, a tightness in the throat. These sensations come from the feeling of anger, which we only experience because of our thoughts. Nothing outside of us can force our bodies to have that kind of physical reaction. So what's so bad about feelings? The reality is they're just chemicals in your body. They're a vibration in your body caused by a chemical reaction when you have a sentence in your mind. That's all feelings are. They actually don't last very long when we allow them. They're fleeting, almost as if we wish we could hold on to them a little more, be curious about what it actually feels like in our bodies. Does it feel hot? Does it feel cold? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Is it fast? Is it slow? If we were to describe feelings to someone who had never felt anything before, maybe like Adam and Eve before they left the Garden of Eden, how would we describe it to them? How do we describe what feelings feel like to very young children so they understand their feelings? Trying to describe it can be very difficult at first because most of us haven't ever paid attention to our bodies when we have an emotion. We tend to eat something or distract ourselves, push it down and ignore it, white knuckle through it, grin and bear it. Look at all these things we do just to avoid feeling some vibrations in our bodies. What if we could be curious about what it feels like, as if it's some experiment? Like, oh, I see, I'm feeling frustrated. It's hot and fast. My face flushes with color and heat. It feels like a ball in my chest dropping slowly. Isn't that interesting? This is frustration. That's all it is. It's because of sentences in my brain, but it's just frustration. Isn't it fascinating what it does to my body? Huh. When we can get curious about it and actually feel our feelings, they really don't stay around that long. We go to describe it and are like, where'd it go? It was just here. Then we have a thought again and are like, oh yeah, there it is. And it just ebbs and flows until it's been heard. Your brain brings it up over and over because it wants you to hear that important message. Once it's been heard, the feeling will go away and then the process will repeat itself with another thought and feeling. But as long as we're resisting it, the brain has to keep bringing it back up and it just gets heavier and heavier. I encourage you to get curious about your feelings. Allow the 50-50. If we accept this concept and work to allow our feelings, the good and the bad, that's when we live our best life. Anything becomes possible because we're willing to feel uncomfortable or anxious to get to our goals. We're willing to do the hard work and feel courageous as we put ourselves out there and be vulnerable. This is what creates our best lives. That's all I have for you today. If you liked what you heard and think you might be interested in getting coached or working with me, or you just want to learn more, you can visit my website at binghamcoaching.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. There, you can send me an email with any questions or topics you'd like covered on the podcast. Or if you're ready to take your life to the next level, you can sign up to get coached. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review and share it with your friends. That way more people like you can find my podcast. And remember, 
When you choose your thoughts, you choose your life. See you next week.